Welcome to the Backlot by Alamo Drafthouse for Thursday, October the 17th. We are coming to you, as always, from the Alamo Drafthouse here in Springfield, Missouri. My name is Joey Mills with the Pop Goes the Culture Podcast Network. And joining me today in the room, we've got... Alamo Jen. David Mann with the Alamo Drafthouse. Good What has everyone been up to this week? I saw a movie. Did you? What'd you see? It's called Joker. You saw Joker? I did see it. You've seen, yeah. Joker. seen Joker. You've seen Joker. Yeah. So we will talk. Sp- I think we're far enough out we can spoil yeah, let's Joker. Let's ruin this movie. Yeah, oh, I don't know that that's the case. <laughs> we yeah. can give spoilers. Oh, sorry. I hear spoil. I, like, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Not like spoiled milk. We're destroying we're it. Turtle yeah. the movie. Here. <laughs> need that. Very good. So we will get to that. Let's just jump right in then. Let's start with the top five at the box office from last weekend. Joker retains the top spot at the box office, earning just shy of another $56 million. That I love how they come up with some new record every yeah. week for somebody. That is the largest October second <laughs> weekend total for all you who are wondering. between two p.m. <laughs> yeah. and nine p.m. Exactly passes passes Gravity's forty three point two million dollar second weekend in October back in twenty thirteen. The film is Warner Brothers' highest grossing film of the year after just two weekends. Boom. Okay. Yes. Which I'm trying to think. I was trying to think of what other Warner Brothers films we've had this year. Which is um, probably why this was the highest grossing because nobody yeah, remembers really any other Warner question. Brothers films. I thought it wasn't it, it? chapter two. Oh, yeah, is that Warner's? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, right. It is. Uh, I mean, I hesitate. I, yeah, I, 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 mean, I don't want to attribute something to someone who doesn't deserve it. Right. But, uh, well, I just know that the first one was. Yeah, that's what good. I was thinking. So I would, I would think that you would think that. Was, yeah. Yeah. It's like, no, let's get rid of it. And <laughs> we don't want to do it. <laughs> Somebody else can have it. Oh yeah, we did killer with this, but you know, we don't. We did fine. Let's, hey, guys, let's share the love a little bit. Let's give this to another studio so that they can have a decent weekend. No. So, <laughs> thoughts on Joker? We can go general. We, I think we did, kind of did general last week. So, we can go as specific as you guys want to go. If you're listening and you've not seen it and you've somehow remained spoiler free at this point, congratulations, I guess. I don't know yeah. how you've done that. It's a feat in and of itself, but we are going to spoil it. So, if you want to, this would be the time to it pause Warner and Brothers, come back. By the way, I did it is Warner. Yes. There you go. Yes. They're doing okay. They're doing okay. So that's pretty. That's a pretty quick beating I'm of, fond of them. It Chapter Two. Then yeah, in just two weekends, and it had been out for a month at this point. So yeah. like we're coming for your money, Disney. Yeah, this <laughs> well, is, yeah. Joker's Watch a heavy it. hitter. So that makes <laughs> yep. sense. Yeah. You're basically already second place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I got you big, Don't look at me like that. Yeah, well, good, good luck getting that Disney money. So thoughts. <laughs> Thoughts on Joker? Anybody who wants to start? Any? I really already talked about you kinda, it. So yeah. I just in general terms, do you want to spoil anything? anything? Else, you go anything I mean, you got to do general. So right. is there something? Oh. Is there anything specific that stuck with you? Something specific that you saw that you thought about that you? I I mean, not any one specific thing. I liked that. I I really enjoyed how later it showed the things that were in his head. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the way they did that, and you know, I. I assumed, but you know, I I still had my mind open to maybe his neighbor really did. <laughs> maybe like somebody has been able to overlook all of his and flaws. And, yeah. yeah, yeah. Maybe he did get some laughs when he did some stand up. Maybe that happened, and and then just just the unveiling yeah. of of the truth versus the truth in his head was well done. Yeah, you know, the the thing with the comedy club. Yeah. For. I knew that everything had to be in his head, but there's that part of me that was like, 
same thing, you know, how they do in montages. The the guy or the girl always starts off, and maybe they're not as funny, or they're maybe they're not as good as the sport or something. But then it's you like have, the, this as, is like the training yeah. montage for comedy. <laughs> and as it keeps going, maybe the, later on in a yeah. set, he got the confidence and he brought yeah. out some zingers or punched whatever. enough meat, ran up enough stairs. <laughs> exactly. Yep. So yep. I was like, cool okay, montage. maybe that is plausible that part. But for me, it was like there's no way she would be falling. But then I was like. It is New York, and pickings are slim. Maybe, yeah, you know? she, you know, because a lot of people don't get out of struggles. their neighborhoods, so maybe I don't know. Yeah, usually, like if they're going to pair like a character up with somebody, it's they've got to almost be on their same level. And uh, maybe if they've given her some like crazy traits, I yeah. would start to believe it. But it was one of those things where it's like. She's got to maybe is going to reveal like some horrible problem with her. <laughs> oh, yeah, and by the way, yeah. <laughs> and there was a, she was not interested. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then his mom, stuff with his mom and mm. and the reality about it because that was another part where I was like, maybe okay, yes, she's crazy, obviously, but then maybe she's also telling the truth about this one thing. And so then I was like, or not. I was back and forth on that. Like, maybe there there will be a big reveal, and then, and then there wasn't. I, that one, I was like, there's no way. Yeah. Because well, in, I knew there was no way, In your storytelling, really. to tell that the Joker and the Batman are big brother, little brother, you right. know, it's kind of like, that might be a stretch to play off. But at the same time, I was like, you, I was like, well, would they go this way? Because you don't really know. Yeah. And no one was really kind of popping off. Out yeah. Just based on history. So but. I was like, okay, I'll stay tuned, see which way it goes. Yeah. But I like the fact that, like, Thomas Wayne wasn't portrayed as the wholesome good guy that he always is. I was like, I'm curious to find out who made that decision. Mm-hmm. You know, because, like, in everything else, he's like the savior of the city and he's the wholesome guy that I everybody like that. a rich jerk. Yeah. yeah. I, like, I really enjoyed that. Maybe he's. Nobody's that good. Maybe he's similar to Batman in that, like, he was low key doing really good things, but he was like a cool, rich playboy in front of people. Although I don't know why he would need to mask doing good things if it wasn't, you know, I beating guess up would, criminals at night. When he's on TV, he had to portray, portray you know, the, the I am helping you out, yeah, the yeah. politician and stuff. But I, I just thought that was a neat little, I don't know why, I guess it, just because he's portrayed as great and everything else. But but there's there was a ton of stuff. I know we were talking yeah. about, like, for me, going to see it with my son, he was into theater and stuff. So, like, the dance that he did, you know, Odin's like, you know, that's from the swan. So he's, and the first time he dances, he is Arthur, but then it kind of breaks down just a skosh, and that's the clown dance kind of coming out clown mm-hmm. joker. And then at each time he dances he did less of the swan and more of the clown and that was him becoming losing arthur and fully becoming because of everything with the killing the people and different stuff like that it's like and black swan i was like oh that's kind of awesome and then the other thing he's telling me was the stairs each time he's going upstairs it was to his 
old life, um, his, you know, miserable, and it's always associated with night. It was associated with rain, something miserable. It's a slog to go up. Yeah. It's easier coming down. And then yeah. all the down, you know, he gets, yes. finds out about his mom. Right. He, you know, that's the new part of his life. And it made him a little crazier, which led him to, spoiler, he kills his mom. And, you know, not if nice. He, and then at the very end, where he's coming, well, not the very end, but the last time he comes downstairs, it's the whole dance down. They, they really made a deal of it. The whole dance was nothing but the clown dance. So he was fully Joker, and that was his dissension to, you know, his. now he is the Joker. He is no longer, you know. So I thought that was really neat to find out that kind of very stuff. Very interesting. Yeah. 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 I like it's insightful. That. Uh, how about that song choice? I mean, uh-huh. I'm sure some people have read the articles regarding the song choice. Maybe uh, being about poor. the lack of royalties being paid for the music <laughs> that was taken. Oh, the stolen. Uh, what is it? Uh, Gary Glitter. Yeah. Uh, Which again, not a good guy. It's yeah. Kind of interesting that you <laughs> choose that close. guy. Yeah, and <laughs> it, it, you choose that guy. Song almost fell out of place. Yeah. Like it, if there were a hundred thousand other songs that could have been put there that might have made a little more sense, but. To choose one. Or to go counter, to keep the classical, the music in his head, but having him dance not in time, in sync with that music, there's a dramatic juxtaposition that you could have played off of with that as opposed to... Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. A lot of... And like the... With the killings, that was something that maybe you brought up last week that or you had heard that they were more like... It wasn't so much that there was a lot of killings, but... More intimate. Right. More intimate. And... I was like, well, what does that mean? Because I didn't, I stayed away from all reviews. I right, stayed right. away from everything. And, and then it's like, I get it. He killed the clown guy that screwed him over. He killed his mom. And then, like, with the whole thing, like going back to the girlfriend that wasn't his girlfriend, doing the gun to her head, you know, like she was shooting herself in the head. And then he did it back. And then that was the kind of a thing where people were like, oh, that was foreshadowing him maybe going to kill himself. And I was like, I never saw that. I just, you know, that was his connection with her that, oh, it kind of made you smile a little bit. So that was the morbid. But but it's like, clearly he was killing the people in his life that that were connecting him to his old yeah and so he wouldn't kill himself on the talk show he would kill murray so yeah that was like that that didn't surprise me at all so i don't know where people were getting that but and mark maron huh he was that that line he had yeah (laughs) Yeah. that was a good delivery of that line he was yeah and everybody was complaining about well there should have been more done with all that i was like well it's called the joker it's not called you know the Mark Maron show. Or it's I'd not be curious how like extended his character is, like in cutscenes. Yeah, I was wondering like, he, how I much just, is left on the floor. Yeah. He has to have had said more words in front of a camera. I think there were more shots of him in the trailer. Yeah, without dialogue, but shots because the trailer is doing its own thing. But I, yeah, it feels like there's a performance that was left on the floor somewhere yeah, just for the runtime. It's always weird when they have like a preview for a movie that features like a unique cameo, where like, oh, this person's going to be in it and they're hardly at all yeah. like yeah. you would think 
you just go ahead and hide that. Like, don't say that they're in it. Yeah, and, then, and just surprise oh, cool, yeah. Mark Maron pops up for five seconds. Yeah, where you're like, hey, was better. that? Wait a minute. It, yeah. I, I loved in all that the Mark it was just, it was, he just came in, it was just a punch of Mark Maron, and it was hilarious, and I was like, what the hell? You know, but I but it wouldn't have been, yeah, to your point, it, it would have been better if you didn't even know that he was oh, a yeah. part of the production, and yeah. just it, all of a sudden you're like, it would be that, super, was that really? Wait, no. It'd be super funny if there's like a version of this movie, what is it, is it The Thin Red Line? That one film where they they filmed like so much yeah. footage. It's Terrence Malick, where a guy thought that he was the star of the movie, the lead focus, and at the premiere realized that he'd been cut down to like two scenes, and yeah. it, the focus yes. had been shifted to a completely different actor. So what you're saying is you want to see a yeah the Joker documentary Mark Maron. about That's Mark Maron making the Joker movie, <laughs> thinking that he is going to be the Joker like or that yeah. five seconds. There's so much character development behind. <laughs> It that you don't know about. Exactly. Like he experienced something before he walked in. He was in isolation. They, he had a spiritual moment. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I you was. Leave people wanting more. His character has to re- rescue his wife and kids after this. <laughs> <laughs> you don't realize. I, I honestly was expecting Mark Maron to like, as soon as uh, he walked away, Mark Maron like opened the door back up, be like, "Look, kid, don't do this, don't do this," don't, right. and just kind of give him a "do not do" kind, right. just reiterate. And I expected like a. A Something, couple minutes of that, anything, you know, yeah. and or even like I know help. what it's like to hate yourself. Trust yeah. me. Whatever you do, <laughs> don't shoot Robert De Niro. Yeah. <laughs> you realize Bob's the big name here. Dude. Yeah, that's it. Didn't happen. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, so I guess yeah. we're not doing that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Does anybody have any other thoughts on Joker before we move on to the rest? It's very of good. Yes, I liked it. I was going to yeah. say the there was like a lot of controversy surrounding like how dark it was mm-hmm. and like intense of some of the audiences seeing it and I thought they actually handled uh, his the sympathy for that character very well in that like you might start out fairly sympathetic to the Joker but by the end I don't feel sorry for him I think right. he's no. really leaned into being a horrible person yeah. so uh, yeah in that respect I think that I Todd Phillips handled it better than I thought he would. Uh, so, yeah, kudos. I like the movie Side a lot. note, did anyone see the Oscar the Grouch trailer? Saturday Night Live. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so ridiculously funny and inventive. Uh, and yet so creepy. The Burton Ernie bit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my <laughs> The fact that they went ahead and put the hair on yeah. him, that is No! Yeah. That the work thing. that went into that just a couple seconds. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All the different costumings that were just split. That's, that oh, was a wonderful was trailer. Yeah. Yep. I wish I wish that could be. It movie. could exist and people would buy tickets, I yes, think. Yes, I would. Yeah, I would buy they probably would. Number two, debuting at number two at the box office last weekend, taking in just over $30 million was The Adams Family beat studio expectations for opening weekend so yeah. good, good for, for them, them. Yeah. Yes. last weekend's other new release Gemini Man opened at number three making just over twenty and a half million dollars not making that? what they thought anybody see Gemini Man nope no, how's that no, doing no. overseas I don't know I better hope I was expecting to do more they were yeah. expecting at well, least 30 over for some there. reason studios and, and probably because we just had Aladdin, but studios still think they can bank on Will Smith. And if you take a look at his like last half dozen films, they've kind of been heart? stinkers. I barely remember. I'll just wait for yeah. the new like bad boys. When, yeah. The last time I saw him in a movie that I was like, yes. Was his film choices. Right. Like he has historic films that he's turned down. Yeah. And then just the slate of... Mo- 
I always like him in, like, I'll go to a Will Smith movie unexcited, mm. I'll see it, and every time I think, yeah, I just enjoy, I like Will I enjoy watching Will Smith screen, in movies. Right, yeah. Like, he doesn't have to make much of a character of yeah. it. Well, uh, but, yeah, his the films themselves tend to kind of be really weak. I don't know what the issue is with scripting, or maybe it is that he's not, like, delving into creating characters as much anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, that's... Well, so underwhelmed, and I, I'm really still excited to see this because I'm sure it can. It might be one of those fun, dumb movies. Uh, it feels like it would be a direct video release yes. if it didn't have Will Smith in it, kind of thing. Yeah. Like and you'd be video on demand and Taylor maybe, Kitch or someone yeah. like that. <laughs> then, well, then you've got yeah. I'm wondering because like they started to do this movie ten years ago. And it, he's been fighting for it for ten years now. So, so they didn't use the year- aging technology. <laughs> no, <laughs> those actual footage. They just they just like parent trapped him yeah. in against himself. It yeah. was like boyhood. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I'm curious if it would have came out ten years ago. If we'd still be saying that, yeah, would it have had because he had a little more draw back then? Would it, it might it be an early two thousands movie? Where yeah, it's, I was gonna say maybe fifteen years. Yeah, ago, if they could have yeah. done it then. There's been a transition in what audience seem, seem to like from those big, ridiculous films, yep. uh, and that is Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Uh, <laughs> well, apparently. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, for the most part. Uh, but with this one... Or the Disney on the front of it. with the Yeah, yeah. that logo really helps. Yeah. But, uh, It'll sell some tickets. I'll, I'll see it before next week, and I will give you an honest opinion if it's fun or not. I, I hope it's fun. Well, everybody that, like, my friend it. group that's seen it... <laughs> Because uh, I, I was like, hey, if you're going to go see it, I want to know. Don't tell me about it. But right, just tell, tell me, me your thoughts. Right. And they're like, you know, honestly, they're like, I'm not mad that I had to pay to see it. <laughs> oh, like, okay. Which is always yeah. good. Yeah. And they're like, and really the action was really good. Right. But they're like, everything else, the story was like, okay. They're like, I don't know. I won't say it's bad. And they're like, I won't say it's great. It's is." Okay. How was young Will Smith in it? <laughs> he performed admirably. <laughs> I well. want to know. I would like to see more from that whippersnapper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's actually way better when he's younger. You don't believe him when he's Well, old. I think that's part of the whole problem. <laughs> His face does a wonderful job. Yeah. yeah. I can't remember the actor that's playing. The body. Act- yeah. Cli- uh, is it Clive Owen? Are you talking about the. No, he's not playing Will Smith's younger body. Oh, okay. That would make a lot of <laughs> Although sense. Although that would be a lot of fun if yeah. Clive Owen was the younger body of Will Smith. Abominable slid down two spots. Number four earns over just over another six million. Good for hanging on, Abominable. Yeah. Yeah. Downton Abbey still hanging around the top five. Slid down two spots as well. I can go away anytime. (laughs) Earns just short of another five million dollars. Folks are still watching it. Outside the top five, and notable piece here Parasite earned an estimated 375,000, which doesn't sound like much, but that's at just three locations in New York and Los Angeles. The $125,000 per theater average is the highest per theater average of the year. It's the largest per theater average since 2016's La La Land, and it is the fifth largest opening weekend, that $375,000, ever for a Cannes Film Festival Palme d'Or winner. I'm so incredibly excited for this movie. I'm curious how, you know, it being a foreign film, how it's going to do... Like as it expands into different markets in, in the Midwest. Yes, or, that's, yeah, a, yeah. that's a curiosity for me because yeah. it's got the best word of mouth of the year. I'm so excited that currently, in order to get ready 
for the film Parasite, I'm allowing a parasite to grow inside me. So it's it's a draft house going, recommend. Going all it's painful. It's in my stomach. <laughs> it's it's uh, it's growing. That's so, commitment. Uh, yeah, this is. is it's going to be a really really cool thing to see if it can expand and grow the, an audience. The parasite or the film. Both. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I because <laughs> you like, don't want it to actually, expand too much. I have something about this I'd like to. It's read. like a Wicker Man style harvest inside okay. me. Oh, so it'll no. do better. <laughs> why did you have to? Why? Did, why would you ever? We just lost a couple people. <laughs> yeah. Specifically, the Nicholas Cage one. I can't. I'm done listening. I'm sorry. Right now, apologize. But you did have a couple of things to talk <laughs> oh, about. Yes. Please oh, right. pulls back on track. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, so uh, it's a draft house recommends, right? And yes. I was reading this um, sheet that when we were talking about the movie and putting things out about the movie, and it, I really think that it's best for people. To know as little as possible going about into this it. movie, going yeah. into it, I knew very little. Um, I didn't like. I'd seen the trailer. The trailer doesn't. I mean, it gives you a little bit. The trailer but, just sets mood, yeah, and atmosphere yep. and tone. Mm-hmm. Like here are these people, and this is the premise. Yeah, and then it just goes batshit crazy, and and just the way it does that, uh, I'm like, I'm so glad that nobody had spoiled this for me because I. I think I, was, I mean, it was just so well done. I think I still really would have liked it. But um, these recommendations are, you know, like go in knowing as little as possible, which I just totally agree with. Um, and it, it's funny and it's suspenseful and it's creepy. And it, I mean, it just, like, it was a whole roller coaster of emotions. And at no point um, was I like, okay, I'm bored with this or all right, it needs to pick up or it, you know, and at no point did I was I able to be complacent with what it was doing because it was always changing. So that makes, I mean, like right out of the gate, it's, it, it gets you and it holds on to you. And there, I was trying to think of another movie this year that had me from the very beginning like that. And I, there's not one. So I really hope that it does well. I hope people give it a chance because mm-hmm. I can't imagine somebody coming out of that going, the hell was that sucked unless <laughs> they just don't like reading subtitles. Yeah. So that's, you know, it's a that's, really sh- quick read. It's two hours. Yeah. yeah. yeah Shorter yeah. than most books. Yeah. It's like a novella. Yeah. Uh, the poster is like, poster is kind of all I really know about the yeah. movie. Mm-hmm. And it's fairly cryptic. Yes. There's someone laying down in the grass, but it doesn't show their head, which might imply that, oh, they've suffered something. <laughs> and then, uh, that parasite grew too yeah, large. <laughs> the melon exploded. It exploded out of the top of their head and they can't show that on a poster. Uh, and then like the blacked out eyes also mm-hmm. i i'm ex- i love a poster art that raises questions that the movie might answer not mm-hmm. ones that sort of give away plot points but with the poster for parasite it's i'm excited to put it together after the fact and truly appreciate it because it that's that's a unique marketing thing is to create mm-hmm. those questions so Mid- midsummer did that well i thought too with their production prior to all the promotion they did prior to the uh, yeah just like it's like this is making you wonder what's going on here and it feels like you can play with that more in those horror horror adjacent type films so let's take a look at a few movie related headlines first up oscar nominated actor robert forster passed away last friday after a fight with brain cancer he was 78 years old his career began in 1967 and ran all the way up through this past weekend's release of El Camino, the Breaking Bad movie. Uh, Forcer is probably best known for his role in 1997's Jackie Brown. Any thoughts on Robert Forster? 
his tonality and his voice, he's always, anytime uh, he was on screen, he's always a really strong presence. Uh, and I don't know if anyone got to see El Camino here. I don't want to spoil right. it. We had, we're too close to that. Okay. We are very close I've to that. And it's Netflix, so people kind of just right. get around to it. That's yeah, the exactly. Weird thing. You don't have to, yeah. Yeah, but his... His appearance, obviously, he has an appearance in the film, uh, and we all know his character. Right. Uh, so, yeah, that little interaction, he's, he's just got some sort of gravitas with everything he says. Uh, his voice is really, like, strong, and he always seems to maintain control. Like, he's a character that seemed to be in control. Quentin Tarantino wrote a really lovely little thing about him, and uh, yeah, I think he stated, and I'm paraphrasing, that casting him in Jackie Brown was, like, one of the best decisions he ever made in his career. Right. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's a big loss. He's a very strong actor that would pop up in things, and when you see him, you knew him. Right. So, uh, yeah, very sad good. loss. Zoe Kravitz has been cast as Catwoman, opposite Robert Pattinson's Batman in The Batman. This is not the actress's first time circling and landing the Catwoman role. She tried out for the role of Selina Kyle in The Dark Knight Rises, but was passed over for being, quote, too urban, quote, Ugh. end quote. Don't yeah. like it. Don't Good like question. that. Does that mean... Black. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because well, they... Cast Anne Hathaway, who is... Because I'm not familiar with... Fairly her, not urban. <laughs> very not urban. Well, I, I'm not familiar with her speaking voice. I didn't know if that meant how she talked or no. if it meant... Suburban. No, it meant black. Oh. And well, she, that's as bad as I thought it was. Yeah, then. it's as bad as you thought it was. Thank okay. you, Chris Nolan, for your implicit <laughs> yeah. racism. Yeah. Uh, she did land the role of Catwoman in 2017's The Lego Batman movie, where she voiced the she character. crushed so, it. Yeah. Okay, my next question is, didn't... Halle Berry playing Catwoman. That was before this movie, like right? Before Am I that? Try that again. Say, uh, uh, Halle Berry's Catwoman was nineties, late nineties, early two yeah, thousands. Early two thousands, like oh three, oh four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay so right. that's what I wasn't sure. No, it wasn't a. This has never been done because Didn't we can't Eartha because Kitt Eartha Kitt. Like yeah, because Eartha Kitt yes. was Catwoman yeah. on the original. So yeah. there, it's certainly it's, it's justified a, in. It was. It was simply a choice that Christopher Nolan, who is very white and very British, made yes. in casting so was, a very white. Uh, other than Morgan Freeman, there's yeah. really not. Too many memorable yeah, roles for black people in the Earth Dark Knight trilogy. Be my next thing to say yeah. that it's already yeah. So, so it's, it's it not be... yeah. It's not a oh this <laughs> oh DC Comics fans are going to throw it you know yeah. no that was okay. there was no pitchforks and torches it was I'm choices. just trying to find something in this but no there's no nothing, it's, okay. there was, it was just a choice right. um, which is fine choices are made all the time but uh, she will get the opportunity to bring the character to life on the big screen. Sweet. When we get the Batman at some point in the future, this is shaping up to be a very young. They have Batman. a loaded. They yeah. have a loaded cast yeah. of a lot of young. Talent. I wonder if it's like they're planning for a bunch of them. Word is like, like they're looking. They're thinking threes because you know that's what yeah. people do. It's weird when they're officially all younger than you. Because oh, I mean, yeah. I still was holding on. Ben Affleck's older than me, so I'm like, all right, I'm still, I'm still just a kid. <laughs> yeah. Bat- and then, so yeah. Well, hopefully over. they make a good ones. And yeah. Be Ho- hopefully we get a good threes. first one before we worry yeah. about two and three. Mm-hmm. New trailers this week. Uh, a couple of them to talk about. Disney's Jungle Cruise, starring The Rock and Emily Blunt. Whoop. 
Thoughts on that one? Since we talked about the rock, you're excited. (laughs) Yes. Are you really? I am. Yes. I am authentically (laughs) excited for the movie. Uh It looks like fun. Uh, (laughs) It reminds me of a little bit of Jumanji without that. I was going to say without that magical realism, but I mean, it's it's definitely there. It's like Uh, Jumanji meets Pirates of the Caribbean. I I like uh, seeing Dwayne The Rock Johnson as a little bit of a, like, his, in this, his character is going to be a touch two-faced, but a good guy, you know, like he's running the scam at the very beginning of the trailer where he's got everything sort of set up and then he'll get to go on the jungle cruise and have to actually interact. It'll be, that'll be, it's going to be fun. It's Dwayne The Rock Johnson. He's great in everything. And fun, I'm glad you're using the word fun because (laughs) watching the trailer, there are two trailers I can think of for Uh two films Starring The Rock, where it looks like he's not having fun. It looks like he's just phoning it in. This really? is one of them. Uh, yes. I he does, he, he just looks that. like he's just kind of like he's there. Hey, I get a Disney paycheck. Cool. Those are always pretty big. They got a lot of nice zeros <laughs> at the end of those. He does not look. I, I have seen him in worse films looking like he's having more fun. It looks just like wait. he's they'll just... CGI the fun onto his yeah, face. Yeah, they'll, they'll CGI, it. CGI. It's be great. It's like, it's like yeah, you can get a facelift, yeah. or we can just CGI all that for I you. I mean, if we can make Will Smith young, we can at least <laughs> can make, make it look fun. like The Rock's having a good time. <laughs> it's way cheaper. It's yeah, <laughs> than actually making him have fun. Yeah. You barely like tilt up the corners of the mouth, so he's you raise the eyebrow. Yeah. He's yeah. good to it's go. Like, oh, yeah. He actually never does that in movies. They they CGI that in. Yeah, exactly. The wrestling uh, injury. Yeah. Well, he got to add a couple more zeros for the eyebrow. <laughs> he yeah, injured exactly. his eyebrow doing it too much, yeah. so he can't. Uh, yeah, I am actually excited for this. It looks like fun. I enjoy Emily Blunt and mm-hmm. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Uh, he hasn't done me wrong too much, so I can trust him. Hopefully this isn't like reverting back into uh, the Tooth Fairy territory, but this one looks like they put a decent amount of money into it, and it's like an adventure film. Everyone loves adventure films, except for the next trailer we're going to talk about. <laughs> we'll get there. Any other thoughts on this one? I heard on a, another local podcast uh, a great suggestion, which is, you know, Disney could have saved a lot of money. Now, it's true. It wouldn't have opened as big because you don't have The Rock on the poster and his name on the marquee. But a better pairing probably would have been <laughs> Emily Blunt and Chris Pine. Yes. Nah. I like Chris Pine, but I just this feels like the yeah. perfect role for him. Uh-uh. He's he's got he's got that smarmy charisma. I'm trying to run a scam. Yeah, he's and got all. a little yeah. smarminess about yeah. Chris Pine. I'm not gonna rip anything out of the paws of Your Dwayne face. the Rock Johnson. <laughs> no, okay. I think well, that's probably a good choice to make just in general. Yeah. Just, right. He's got to put out eight movies a year. Yeah, exactly. How did it drop? Uh, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, like the Will Smith thing we talked about earlier. I wonder if we're seeing the the oversaturation of the rock. Yeah, going to see the decline where he's not going to bring in those butts to seats anymore. I don't think so because he's still making the choice to be in the blockbuster films. Whereas Will Smith's career started to go weird when he started to yeah. what he thought were going to be blockbusters and uh, weren't. It's just, yeah. just going to depend on when Dwayne the Rock Johnson runs for governor of California. There you he's, go. he's just a reincarnation he's a, he's a of a living guy, Arnold Schwarzenegger. I think he's a California guy. Yeah, so. The other trailer we got this week, Robert Downey Jr. in his first, the first released post-Marvel film, Doolittle. Thoughts on Doolittle? 
understanding that this apparently is a passion project for Robert Downey Jr. He's been trying to get this film really? made for a while. <laughs> um, it had a that very did I didn't <laughs> see it. It had a Save very troubled production. Uh, there are still stories coming out, horror stories coming out. Oh, the production was and it, fraught with, and it wasn't, <laughs> and it wasn't. Those weren't real animals, so the animals weren't the problem. Uh, it's the human animals. It was whoever was set. controlling the tennis balls that were supposed to be the eyeline of the animals. The, yeah, the director had some issues apparently. But yeah, yeah. so we have the trailer for Doolittle. <laughs> I on this. I didn't like the trailer. Right. Uh, it was you know you know what I think bummed me out the most about the trailer is that now that Robert Downey Jr. isn't doing Iron Man or Marvel movies, he could do like good ones. Like well. good pedigree Oscar caliber. At Oscar caliber. Pick and choose your roles. I miss Robert Downey Jr. in those smarter, really high quality films. Like he in the Tim Allen version though. of The Shaggy Dog, right? I, yeah. he's, no, he definitely <laughs> had to go through the trials and tribulations of a young Hollywood actor. Right. Mm-hmm. But whenever he's good, he's really good. I agree and when with he that, creates yes. fun characters, he's really good. And I'd say with. Doolittle, uh, he's doing very little. Uh, he's aside from having that sort Yikes. of Sherlock Holmes voice, uh, which is <laughs> he thinks he's British, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. He's got the Madonna British accent uh, going on. <laughs> he's and I really like him in Sherlock Holmes because they do add a bit of campiness to his right. character, and it's it's fun. Well, not so a bit. It's, he's mugging. He's yeah. mugging a lot. Yeah. Uh, whereas in this trailer, he's not really mugging much at all. So. It's the tone of the trailer. <laughs> the is, earnestness. He's just dripping with earnestness. He if, really wants you to believe there are animals on that yeah, boat Yeah, if him. you added a dark filter over it, <laughs> it would match the tone of his performance versus like how light and bright it is. Him choosing such a low tone to his voice, like I think undermines the wonder. It's like, is he trying to be... Because, yeah, it, it feels like... And this it, is having it feels never like, seen the film. Yeah, so and this feels like he could have... This could have been a... A Gene Wilder as Willy Wonka esque type of role for him. Yeah, yeah I could see. But that. it doesn't feel like he's playing that role in this film. Of in the trailer. all the times yeah. to be a little more ludicrous, yeah. it is when you are talking to animals <laughs> or, or animals that are yeah. supposed to be there. Yes. They're yes. really green dots who are voiced <laughs> by actors that yeah. are famous. Yeah. All right, so we won't go see that one. Finally, <laughs> trailer two. Oh, I swear it. it's gonna be great. We're gonna see it because this gonna, could also be one of those like this will be like a huh. Clockwork Orange kind of thing where we're just sitting there with our eyes, somebody dripping saline into our eyes. So yeah, we don't CGI get to, the fun in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll CGI some fun into Robert Engineer's performance. I guess as well. he's like taking some swings recently, like with the soloist and right. the Judge that just missed. Yeah, uh, you know. Try it. Just pick a non-ham-fisted <laughs> independent film. That's you all go. you need to do. If you're listening. Yeah. Finally, <laughs> you know who does like Robert Downey Jr.? Who? <laughs> Finally, Thor star Chris Hemsworth stated at last week's Ace Comic Con in Chicago that he loved to partner with his Marvel co-stars Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans again. I love that as well. He says, quote, absolutely I would love to. That was so sad about kind of finishing Endgame that we were just, we were... We let's try this again. <laughs> Were we ever going to hang, get to hang out again? Because you know there are so few limited opportunities to just yeah. hang out with people. Yeah. Uh, and immediately I started thinking, what else could we do? And I'd love to. We could remake the Three Amigos or something. Uh, okay, yeah, I'd see that. I mean, uh, normally, I'd, 
that's a very important and special movie in my heart, and it would have to be tastefully a special, done. special cast. Very tastefully done. Yeah. That's the cast that you would get behind if they said we are remaking the Three Amigos. That's who you'd want to see. As long well, as whoa, they, whoa, whoa, whoa. I was gonna like, say, as long as I, they give bump me time in. to think of somebody, but I, I wouldn't be as disgusted as I might with a different cast. Is all I'm saying. And then if you could make Steve Martin be El Guapo, then I would absolutely. Boy, I don't know about. That. That. I was thinking like I was thinking like Danny Trejo is El Guapo, where like they He's walk, a hero. they walk through like the doors <laughs> or whatever, and they equally bump into the original three actors. You have to have that mm-hmm. scene. Like, hey, or, watch where you're going. Well, and that's nobody's it. gonna hire Chevy Chase, so you really yeah, only got to worry okay, about two Chevy actors. Chevy Chase could be El Guapo. So if you just have the two actors <laughs> you have to worry tried. about, Martin Short and uh, Steve Martin, you could have them be the Germans who come in after uh, the song and dance number. I, yes, I would bring Chevy Chase in for one day. I don't think anybody. He's gonna really for one be on day. He could be the. He could be the um, invisible swordsman or whatever, the burning bush, or he could. There's something he could be. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I a quick question. Yeah. Uh, who would everyone put in which role? Like of these three people, who do you think would fill the most? <laughs> Lucky. Like day? who would be the Martin? Sh- I don't know their names. Uh, who would be the Needlelander? Yeah, who'd be Ned Needlelander? That would have to be. I think you'd have to go with Chris Hemsworth in that role. Yeah, because we've seen a yeah. little bit of that side of him, not in a full, in a single role. Like this is what I'm playing, but he kind of has that. I'm so goofy, and I'm so comfortable being goofy because I'm so damn handsome. I can be as goofy as I want. So you'd say Chris he would. I would say put him. No, put him in. Put him in the Martin Short role. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's. I think Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, Robert Downey Jr.'s got to take the Chevy Chase role. I think. I was gonna say kind of the aloof romantic hero. And then Chris Evans would obviously would be the Steve Martin. I would almost put Chris Evans in the Chevy Chase role and Robert De Niro in the. uh, Wow, we're casting De Niro too now. (laughs) Oh, sorry, uh, Robert. (laughs) Robert uh, Your budget for this thing it better do well because you just (laughs) just like the Irishman. There you go. That's what it's missing. Uh, No, Robert. uh, I almost said it again. Downey (laughs) Jr. It's the R and the D after each other. It gets real tricky. Uh, Yeah. So. I don't think that'll happen. No, but, probably not. Yeah. But that gives I me would, a great idea for a future episode. Who would cast. we fan cast yeah. into Three Amigos? <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I would take out Chris Evans and put in Paul Rudd. Okay, I mean, I'm Marvel. always down yeah. for... I mean, that yeah. that would be a better fit. Not that Chris Evans... I like him and everything else he's done. Okay, just Paul not Rudd. That. Paul Rudd, uh, and then Chris Evans. Let's just leave Downey Jr. out of it. Yeah, let's put him in a let's good movie while back. we're at it. <laughs> yeah, he's off making yeah. Doolittle 2. Yeah. Doing less. Take out Chris Hemsworth, we'll less. put in. <laughs> it's like, wait, we've strayed away from what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. New in theaters this week, Maleficent, Mistress of Evil. I will have seen that by the time That'll we meet again. Same here, because the wife said money. we are going to go see that. I will have that, seen so. that by the time this airs. There you go. <laughs> so. And Zombieland 2, Double Tap, Very between excited. the two, which makes the most money. Maleficent? Zombieland, in my, in my dreams and hopes. I, right. This is actually a really tough one. It because is tough in I reality. I think Maleficent, just because of the age, it's hard for an R-rated film to yeah. do the money. I will say of R-rated movies like that parents are kind of okay showing with their, their kids, kids seeing, yeah. Uh Zombieland kind of makes that grade because right. it's not really like like a lot of people take issue with s- smut. 
Yeah. Uh, and don't show no, us. There's no. Don't smut. show us a nipple. But yeah, you can bash in the brains of the undead. Zombie all you want. Land yeah. Two hopefully remains as not titillating as the first. <laughs> yeah. there, there are. I hear there are only three nipples shown in this one, and two of them belong to Woody Harrelson. So okay, good. I'm a little nervous about that third nipple. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. I will say this about Zombie Land Two. When I first heard it was coming out, super excited. Saw the first trailer, still excited. Seen the past trailer or two, becoming less excited because of the jokes that they're doing in it. The extra yeah. characters. Yeah. yeah, and stuff. I'm like, well, what I mean, are we doing here? If, if Luke Wilson can get on screen, I am for it. I don't even care. He doesn't <laughs> have to It's have not the fact of him being there. It's just no he's great in vacancy. Some of the stuff they're trying it's to, I'm like, that. is this going to be a whole movie of just corny uh, like thing set, it up, yeah. set it up punchline set it up punchline i'm not yeah. okay with that where the first one i liked what it did so maybe that's just uh, that's just the trailer that's like hey yeah. we're gonna sell you come yeah. see this yeah like first one was like the characters weren't out so outlandish that they're unbelievable right uh whereas this one does seem like it's kind of leaning into like a little more silly far-fetched it, yeah it feels like they're, taking, they're, they're leaning away from the deadpan and more early the reviews are great Oh, yeah. Which is like, mm. that usually whenever you have a film come out so far after the previous, mm-hmm. uh, like that late comedy follow up, they don't land. But it seems like they still had a really strong grip on the story. So I'm mm. I'm a, I'm excited to see it. I, those trailers did make me a little more nervous. I love the yeah. first one, but yeah, no, I'm still I'll yeah, go see it. I'm hoping to see it tomorrow night. I think I it can, might but. beat Maleficent. I mean. Zombieland has become like one of those big horror comedies that people love. Mm-hmm. So I think the turnout's going to be really in strong. ten years. I mean, the when they do Zombieland yeah. three, yeah. yeah, ten years. I say Zombieland <laughs> beats Melissa Fit by eight to ten mil. Ooh. Hey, I'm going to think it's closer than that. I think Zombieland's going to beat Maleficent by forty. Dollars. <laughs> Forty dollars. Eight, eight, Write eight, it now. down. We got <laughs> account for thirty-two of that. In this room. Yeah. <laughs> Plus or minus ten. <laughs> okay, very good. Uh, I think Maleficent's going to win the weekend. I think I this could. I think this will be the weekend that Joker comes out of the top spot. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. Maleficent will probably yeah. in the be yeah, in the top spot. I'm guessing Zombieland two and Joker a close third. Oh. No, I don't think it's going to fall off. I think, think the Bumble will jump up. What's that? I think a bald will jump. I up. think Downton <laughs> Abbey is going to have resurgence yeah. this weekend after Maggie Smith does something wild. I'm like, I don't know. No. <laughs> well, coming up this week at the Alamo Draft House. First of all, I got to ask: at any point in the evening during the normal rush hours, does mm-hmm. anybody put on the costumes in the hall out here and just stand no. there? <laughs> just stand no, there, but we just and then just about jump that. out because that would be fantastic. I would love that. But uh, yeah, we can't. We can't. For be insurance too scary purposes. With masks <laughs> yeah. and, and whatnot. You don't want to pop out behind and the scenes when it's just us. I, that's time. definitely going to yeah. happen at some point. Those things, uh, those costumed critters, uh, were surrounding my desk for the better part of a month. <laughs> just staring yeah. at you. <laughs> yeah. And it was comforting. <laughs> <laughs> I felt my people. I liked it. My dancing became yeah. less. David and more clown like Upsta- upstairs. It's just there's n- sometimes there's no one to talk to. So yeah, even if it's just he a does face. dance down the stairs a lot. So yeah, but that doesn't imply anything about my character uh, structure. Thursday night tonight at the Alamo Draft House, Monty Python and the Holy Grail movie party at six forty p.m. I think you could just show this just about every week and still have I, a full. I house. love that we can show it more than once a year. Yeah, you know, there's yeah. not a whole lot of movies that. 
everybody that are turns supported out that much, and this is one of the few. So. so if your mother was a hamster, and your was it father is a hamster, smelt- and your mother smelt of el- elderberries, yeah. or am I transposing the the genders of the parents? You know what? In 2019, it's okay. Yeah. yeah. They both <laughs> identify. <laughs> Come out to. I don't care how your parents them. identify. Yeah. Yes. And on Saturday, another cereal party. And lots yeah, of <laughs> we have a lot of monster cereal. <laughs> yeah, and it feels like we should. Have this is the time to yeah. use it up. Uh, Scooby Doo cereal party Saturday at eleven a.m. Well, Scooby Doo movie. Jinkies! This is the <laughs> live action Scooby Doo film starring Matthew Lillard and Freddie yeah. Animated Jr. Dog. and yeah. Sarah Michelle Gellar, Computer mm-hmm. Dog, Linda Cardellini. Yes. Yeah. There you go. I think yes. we've named the Scooby Gang. Sunday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sunday. I was hoping you were going to say Ew. Little Shop of Horrors movie parties Couple of them, 4 o'clock and 6.20 p.m. Yeah, Last. we'll have the cast of the Glendale High production of Little Shop of Horrors So they're going to do a little song We'll have varying stages of Audrey's here as well So I'm excited to see all of them Sweet. together they bloom throughout the show? Yes, <laughs> Just yes continue one pot uh the invisible man the 1933 version of the invisible man at 6 40 p.m on sunday pre-code hollywood yes. yes and sunday night terminator 2 screening with dark fate footage added at mm-hmm. the end of the film at i believe seven. it's 20 minutes of footage yeah. from dark fate I yeah. believe so that puts terminator screening. 2 at what five mm-hmm. hours 22 minutes depends like, on which version you're like yeah, which one you're like, watching holy cow which ending are you gonna get this is the ending that they dovetail into the dark fate footage it's like just keep on rolling yeah. you may as well see it plus it's free yeah. yeah, yeah. Terminator Two. It's not a bad flick. Very good. I like it's it. Good one. Oh, yeah, yeah good one. the last good Terminator movie. Every time I watch it, I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. There's more to come. Or is that a second movie? <laughs> Wait, I always get confused. I forget how long that movie is. You know, when yeah. Judgment Day came out, I was a little younger and I enjoyed it. I yeah. haven't gone back to visit it, so the only memory I have of the third one was a rocking good time. <laughs> well, good for you. <laughs> Yes, it was yes, not maybe. a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> Monday night. Hey, wow. we've talked about this film before. Back to the Future movie party it at six forty. October twenty first. Got to go yes. back in time. Mm-hmm. Set your time on your DeLorean's dashboard at six forty p.m. And then the thirty-five millimeter screening at seven p.m. That's right. Those are two different screenings, by the way, for that one guy on Facebook that's going to ask. Yep. Those are two different screenings. Two different ones. Yeah. A 640 screening and a 35 millimeter screening at 7 o'clock. Our screen is only 35 millimeters large. <laughs> so get close. Yes. This is the one time you want to sit close. on the front row. Yes. Get your Ant-Man magnifying glasses back out. There you yeah. go. Tuesday night, a Victor Victoria screening at 6.20 p.m. with a live streamed Q&A with Julie Andrews. Yes, she's Fun. got a new book coming out. So yes. we'll have those books as well if anyone is interested in purchasing. Yeah, everyone she's, who uh, gets a ticket, I believe, yeah. gets yes. a book. Mm-hmm. So. Very good. And then Julie Andrews talks to you for a little bit. Yeah. It feels nice. And you feel uh, very comfortable. Even if she's not speaking to you directly, just yeah. having her speaking you makes you feel warm and fuzzy. smooth voice. Yes. yes. Smooth stylings, Julie Andrews. One Sound of music. And at 6.40 p.m., if that's not your jam, get out at 6.40 get p.m. Get out. Get in here. Just get yeah. out. And watch yeah. Get Out. Plenty of seats left. Yes. It's not Auteur, sold out at all, guys. Jordan Peele's initial directorial debut in which he created a thrilling social commentary commentary. uh, featuring wonderful performances, Oscar-caliber performances, Mm -hmm. nominated, did not win. Uh, Screenplay, though, 
JP taking it home first time right out of the gate. So what are you fiddling with over there? <laughs> the clip, I think, in the couch. Yeah. Give Wednesday because I've been watching him do it for ten minutes too. That's all right. <laughs> Wednesday night, Ghostbusters, <laughs> the nineteen eighty four Ghostbusters yes. movie party at six forty p.m. and The Wolfman, the nineteen forty one The Wolfman at seven p.m. Another of the classic yeah. Universal Studios of horror all the classic flicks. ones. This is my personal favorite. Mm-hmm. I, I have watched this movie since I was a little kid. I couldn't even tell you how many times. Yeah. I love it. All of that plus Trivia Tuesday is back Tuesday night, 7 o'clock in the back lot. Grab your friends, grab your coworkers if you can tolerate them, grab yeah, your family, stranger. whoever you have to grab. Yep. Let me caveat that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whoever wants to with be grabbed, there you permission. go. Bring yes. people with you. There you go. Hey, how about that? <laughs> Hands off. Just put them in the, with you. And come on out here Tuesday nights for the trivia nights in the back lot. And then join us on Thursday nights for live recordings of the Pop Goes the Culture podcast. We are here in the media room at the back lot. Come see what this whole podcast thing is all about. Have a few laughs. Enjoy the food and drinks. Speaking here at the of food and drinks. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> was that was that smooth? It that felt was, like it was a that very was, natural that was smooth. That was smooth like We've a rocky got road. some new ones. Seven o'clock Thursday nights. And <laughs> I wanted it to be a surprise, so I didn't mention it till just now. Go for it. What do you got? Okay, first of all, Exclusive. you guys, the kitchen um, doesn't even know about this order yet. Of, yeah, we got to do what? Yeah, seriously, don't tell him. Zombieland Double Tap has mm-hmm. a menu, and you might be thinking, what are you going to have on the menu? Like, Spaghetti? I guess, Twinkies? What else? <laughs> Nothing else, just, just Twinkies. Twinkies. Yep. So first of no all, we snowballs. have our deep-fried Twinkie, and if you're like, uh, I'll, if I'm going to blow my diet, I want like more than one. So then you, you can get, get the Twinkie tap. Trio. So that comes with, you got one Twinkie coated with caramel and, pe- and peanuts, and then you have a plain one, and then... Just yeah, deep fried one. So you have all of the all of the levels, the iterations, <laughs> all of three Twinkie And then food if you're groups, like, yes. I know, but it's it's a little too. Um, my teeth are soft, and I can't really <laughs> chew that much. Do you have like? A, I like to come to the can... movie theater and take my dentures out and <laughs> set them on the tray. Excuse me, miss. My teeth are soft. Is there anything on the menu? We actually and then do. We have educated our staff to then respond. Why? Yes, we have the double tap Twinkie shake. Funny you should ask. <laughs> Everything. So we just blend them right in there. We <laughs> If you ask, we will baby bird <laughs> that into your mouth yeah, for hold you. Hold on just a second. Tell me more about this shake. I have, absolutely. <laughs> have you well, tried it? For those of you who know, I can't wait. I'm, yeah, I kind of can't I, wait. I'm, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking tomorrow night when we come out here to record, somebody's getting a double tap oh, Twinkie okay. shake. It's got vanilla be ice cream. It's got chocolate sauce, and it's got a whole damn Twinkie. Holy balls! That's and then there's amazing. another Twinkie for dipping. <laughs> so it's a two Twinkie diabetes shake. Double shot. <laughs> Your soft teeth will thank you. Okay. Well, I only say this because, like, the past few nights, or past, past few times coming out, I was coming out like the afternoons to see, and so I would get something to eat. Well, now that coming late, I've already had dinner, yeah. so I'm like, I really don't want more dinner. So I've been doing the different shakes and trying them. The so. shake game is strong here. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not yeah. just saying that because I work here either. I mean, it is. It's really amazing. And this is, yeah, this is a good Yeah, I good think I'm going to have to try that. <laughs> Tomorrow night on the show, we'll yeah. get Kenny's uh, his, yeah, uh, take get on the shake. 
Yep. We also have a parasite menu and a whole new core menu. <laughs> the but parasite let's menu. Just, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, I'm going to pass on that. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and we run got the ringworm right delight. Because I feel like I feel like you guys aren't giving it a chance. It's the meal that I keeps on know. giving or taking. So we got some gochuan wings. How do you say that? I think that was it. Gochuan. So they got a fiery kick to them. They got the gochu mustard, and they got some mint, and some cucumber, and some wasabi ranch. That means spicy ranch for those who don't. Because the language. tapeworms like yep. it spicy. And then a beef bulgogi pizza, which is really good. This and is actually the, my new favorite item. Yeah, and then the forbidden peach cookies. That will peaches will come up in this movie. So yeah, it's we have to a little nod to peachiness. And then there's some I hope drinks. Not we a got bad a bad way. We got like, a margarita. We got a salty dog. Cocktail. We got a, a soul mule. We got a shochu melon shake that's a delightful green, but is actually pretty good. It's got some melon liqueur. Yeah. And then we have a core menu, but we'll talk about that next week. You just you ruminate on this. We got like whether your teeth are hard or soft. We got you covered at Alamo. I love how ruminate on, on the food menu. Yeah. Well, I That's love how the choice. double tap has these whole Twinkie <laughs> sugar sugar. Like sugar. this other one's got this amazing, like all <laughs> kinds of nice and really uh, mm-hmm. I don't know, just mm-hmm. very different ends of the spectrum. Depending on what you yeah. want, you can find something the here trash to satisfy. Appetites like mine, or the more sophisticated palates like not say mine. David, like David. <laughs> say David. Everybody says so. David's yes. got a very sophisticated palate and hard teeth. <laughs> it's the hardest. Because <laughs> that's what you want, a hard tea. Soundbite chumps. There you go. Well, get your tickets early. These special screenings often sell out. You can buy them in the Alamo Drafthouse app on your mobile device, online at drafthouse.com slash Springfield, or get them in person. Just don't wait till the day of the don't screening. You might be out of luck. You can find all of these events, and I've noticed a few from November starting to pop mm-hmm. up. Go to Facebook, search for... At Alamo Spring Man, I thought this was the time. <laughs> and like, go oh. to the events page. We did have a comment from last week's show. Tom with Do You Nerd, they had a very special evening last Thursday, which is nice since they didn't join us for the recording of the Pop Goes the Culture podcast. They were busy. Here's what was going on. Quote, hey, guys. So the Nightmare on Elm Street movie party was great. That's how we spent our ninth anniversary. Dinner and a movie at the Alamo. We'll be there for The Mummy, probably Lady Lacey's favorite film of all time. And we still cannot wait for Zombieland 2. Got those tickets burning a hole in their pockets. I just want to say to Tom and Lacey, I'm sorry that you were disappointed with The Mummy props. They posted about it. And I saw it, and so I feel like... With you know their patronage and loyalty, we should give them like something. We'll hook them up. Yeah, we'll, like a we'll real wrap mummy. them in toilet paper. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and congratulations <laughs> on nine yeah, years. Yeah, awesome. nine's my favorite number. Which would <laughs> there you go? Next year, I have to do something even more special for yeah. the tenth. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know how you top you Nightmare yeah. on Elm Street, but yeah, you for don't. the tenth Nightmare you on Elm Street too. Oh, no, <laughs> Electric really. Boogaloo. No. no, that's not how you <laughs> top really. it. <laughs> the remake? You're going the wrong way. Last week, we asked everyone to help us get in the holiday spirit and choose your favorite horror and horror-related, horror-adjacent film from the 1960s and 70s. We told you what our favorites were, and we asked you to vote. And here are the results, your favorite horror flicks from the 60s and 70s. At number four, with 10% of the vote... Surprising no one. ...was the Amityville Horror... (laughs) I was kind of su- I was surprised at all of these results. Honestly, yeah. this is the most shocked I've yeah. been. 
At number three, with 16% of the vote, was the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> and at number two, with 32% of the vote, was The Exorcist. And at number one, with 42% of the vote, claiming the top spot yet again was Jen's pick. Well, we don't have to go any further than that. If she picks something, it seems like everybody votes for it. I didn't think... With Carrie... I didn't even look at this when you sent it because I was so... Because I had looked like... I voted once on Twitter. Right. Right. And then Exorcist was crushing. So I just... I was like... On well, Twitter, as yes. well as yeah. it should, you know. And so I didn't think any more about it. I don't even think I voted on Facebook <laughs> this week. Because I'm like, it's the Exorcist. Yeah. It's it, rightfully so. So no. I... I don't know who voted for Carrie with me, but thank Most you. Most of Facebook. Yeah. I think, I think Mark Zuckerberg yeah. posted it and oh, said, hey, everybody, it. come that's vote it. for Carrie. Uh, yeah. I did call in that favor. Well, I there won. you go. Ed, we did have some seller. comments on that. The Movie Seller, at The Movie Seller on Twitter, said, quote, you left off the modern OG zombie movie, Night of the Living Dead from 1968. Didn't leave it off. It just didn't make our list. We did give it a honorable mention in the comments. We, Especially, I thought we talked about it. We talked about it, but yeah, we we didn't pick it. But we thank everyone who voted and commented. This week, we're going to step it up. We went from the 60s and 70s. This week, we're going to take a look at the 80s and 90s. Favorite horror, horror-related, horror-adjacent film of the 80s and 90s. We will roll to see who goes in what order mm. the die are on the table? Kenny, do you want me to just go I'm ahead and put say. you last? Yeah, you might as well just go ahead and put I'll just go ahead and set it. Four. I'll go ahead and set it as a one for Kenny here. All right, everybody's rolling. Here we go. Jen's got a six. Imagine Seriously? that. Okay. Go ahead, David. David, you've rolled a. David's three got a two. Time I've a lower number then. Yeah. Kenny's got a five. He's I'm not going last. Reroll. And I've got a three. So to go, Jen, <laughs> Kenny. So I, was for, David. I was waiting for Joey to roll a five, and then I rolled a one, and Joey got yeah. So, Jen, with the top pick, it doesn't uh, matter really what we pick because everybody's going to vote for hers on Facebook and it's going to overwhelm it's our, not, the, the real vote. Here's the truth. I don't know what my answer is yet. Um, so, does somebody else want to go? What was the order again? <laughs> Jen and then and am Kenny. I second? No, Kenny oh, second. Kenny, Kenny, Kenny second. second. Yeah, he had five. And then me and then David. Okay. Kenny, do you want to go ahead and jump in? I. He's not used to being this high up in the pick. I'm like, wait a minute. Um, 80s and 90s. It, it was a tough one for me because I, I was like trying to find at least a few from each decade that I was like excited about. Right. And yes, there were great ones in the 90s. For me, 80s was more of the horror, and it could be like the early 80s stuff because I was still younger. Right. So I was kind of torn. Between a couple, and since I never win anyways, I'm going to go with the one. I will, I'm going to go with The Fog. Oh, that's oh. not what I thought you were going to pick. And nice. that is mainly because, like, for me, early stuff like the Anvil Horror, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, were things that were based loosely off of real stuff. So, of As course, was The Fog, so that's good. Yeah, <laughs> and The Fog being real ever since... I saw that movie because I would have been seven, in it, I think, or something like that, or eight, some, and uh, no, seven. And so every time it would get foggy out, I was like, oh, no. Yeah. You know, it's it like, even though we're nowhere near the water. <laughs> yeah. We're, I guess in the 90s, I was already a teenager, young adult, so nothing really bothered out, me. Man. You know, I wasn't, I had no more fears at that point. So <laughs> fear of, Getting a mortgage, <laughs> insurance. Right, right. At that point, no. <laughs> okay, fair enough. 
Uh, so, Jen, we'll come back to you since you have the first pick. Did you have any you wanted to pick? Uh, so I'm back and forth between uh, three of them. Okay. Right. So I'm, you know, and I'm basing all three of these on how much they terrified me. Mm-hmm. Um, as usual, as a child. But then I think I'm going to go this time uh, with one that was so amazingly done for that time period um, from the very beginning of the 80s and 90s, kicking it all off, The Shining. The Shining, yeah. very good. Dang it, I Excellent. No, I was, okay. I was absolutely going to say that. And it, it was like just the, the blood. The blood scene was terrifying. <laughs> those, those twins were terrifying. Just the idea of, you know, I spent a lot of time in motels in the summer when I was a, a little kid, and not nice motels like, like the Overlook, <laughs> but like, like crappy little motels where it would not surprise you at all to come around the corner and somebody's about to kill you. And and so when I saw that, it like fed all of those fears, all of those fears that I and I didn't see it, you know, when it came out because right. I wasn't allowed to see anything then. But I was I was just at the prime scare age, like early teens, and it got me. Although there's another one that I'll mention later that was a close second, but I'm not going to because it might be an answer for somebody else. Very good. So. David, I know you got the last pick, but again, I'm in the same boat. I've got a bunch to choose from. So if you want to take the third pick, I'll let you have it. Okay. Go ahead. Can I would I be able to pick the Shining TV movie? <laughs> it wasn't in the eighties or nineties, so no. <laughs> Dang it. And it wasn't by Kubrick, so uh, let's see. Uh, I think I would pick uh The Thing. The, the Thing. thing. Yeah. Uh, That's really good. And it's not necessarily a terrifying movie, although anytime you kind of get into that body, body horror right. genre, it's still it's very unnerving at times and uncomfortable. But uh, it's also it has you know, the invasion element to yeah. the body snatchers element. Kind it's got of. the alone, you're isolated. It's got a lot that, of different levels. Yeah, of there the are, horror, there's a yeah. ton of things in the horror genre uh, that are at play in the thing. Uh, you also have Kurt Russell. Uh, At his most rustliest. Yeah, he's just so awesome in everything. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, I would say The Thing. It's just an easy, rewatchable, cool movie. Uh, stylistically, Carpenter's always awesome. So, boom. That's my go. pick. That's Everyone else so agree. Last pick coming up. And this was tough because there's a lot. And we'll kind of, and if you have other thoughts to jump in mm-hmm. on any of these, absolutely go ahead because I kind of know where I'm going anyway. Uh, the 80s, we had kind of the start of the whole commercial franchising of mm-hmm. horror. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. There are some high brow, high concept films, a uh, lot of remakes once we get to the 80s. So That's kind of the remake trend. Um, and then as you get into the 90s, you start getting some of that postmodern commentary on horror and the horror genre and stuff. So there's a lot of things to look at. Um, I kind of broke it down year by year and found a couple in each year that were probably mentionable. I don't, won't run through all of them, but like you said, you start off with The Shining in 1980. Mm-hmm. That's also the year of the first Friday the 13th film. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. 81, American Werewolf in London, The Evil Dead. 82, you get... Poltergeist, The Thing, um, 84, did you, horror kind of got funny in a way. Yeah. You had like Nightmare on Elm Street, Gremlins, Ghostbusters. Yeah. I almost yeah. picked that. Because but it's like kind of a wink and a nudge, you yeah. know, kind of thing. Um, 85, Day of the Dead, George Romero comes back. But then because he didn't get the licensing and the rights 
the first time correctly. You've also got other of the dead. So you got return of the living dead going on that totally separate films, not in the same universe, but again, because somebody thought, well, this is just kind of a one-off black and white. Nobody's going to care about this. They didn't uh, protect their rights. (laughs) So all kinds of, of the dead start happening. 86, The Fly with Jeff Goldblum, Gina Davis, Critters, Maximum Overdrive, Little Shop of Horrors. Mm-hmm. Uh, 87, Hellraiser, which glad is glad you went a, last because I would have changed my mind about 15 times. Yeah, that's now. why I struggled yeah. to go here. <laughs> uh, you have Hellraiser, The Lost Boys, Monster Squad, which is kind of my growing up. That was kind of, you know, that mm-hmm. was it. The Blob in 88, Child's Play. Um, and then you start getting some weird stuff in the 88, like Pumpkinhead. Very weird. <laughs> uh, Serpent in the Rainbow, Wes Carpenter's really weird yeah, stuff. That was a crazy movie. <laughs> uh, Puppet Master in 89, again, going weird. Um, then you hit the 90s. So you've got like Jacob's Ladder, Misery, 91. I don't know that it's it's not horror. There's a couple films that are adjacent, which is why I kind of made that distinction. You, know, you have The Adams Family, which is not horror, but it's mm-hmm. spooky. It's spooky. Cape Fear, which is not a horror movie. Silence it's more of a thriller. Lambs. Silence yeah. of the Lambs. You kind of Cape Fear so good. You, you yeah, kind of you trade out the scary. horror element and you move into the more like tension and you know suspense. Um, Eighty two, uh, Candyman, Bram Stoker's Dracula. <laughs> Remember that with the big butt hair. Uh, Just think of a thousand, probably more than that, of people who stood in front of a mirror at some point in their life went, Candyman, Candyman. Oh, we just showed it, and I was like, nope, I'm not watching that. Mm -mm, (laughs) I've never never said the thing in the mirror three times, any of those ones. Any version of (laughs) Candyman, Bloody Mary. I'm not going to poke it. I think that hornet's nest empty, but I'm not going to stick a... I'm 99.9% sure. I also really liked it, the first well, you can do it, it, cause it doesn't yeah. happen. you know, 1990, I think. Yeah. Uh, that that terrified. I almost went with that one. Yeah. I didn't know which one was going to come out of my mouth until then. 93, you get uh, like Hocus Pocus, Nightmare Before Christmas. Again, not horror mm. films, but. Um, and then, you know, just throughout the 90s, you've got, you know, great stuff. The Frighteners, Peter Jackson's first film. The Craft was a lot of fun from Dusk oh, Till yeah. Dawn. Oh, yeah. You get into, like, the Scream films, you know, a lot of, you know, and then with Scream, it kind of, the shift becomes, you know, feels like younger and kind of cynical postmodern, you know, where you get things like The Faculty and all these other things. Um, so there's a lot to choose from, but I think... If I have to pick right now, and I do because this is running long, <laughs> I'm going to go with. <laughs> damn it! Looking at a lot of these, um, I'm going to go different from the rest of you. I'm going to take 1990s twos, Army of Darkness. Oh, so yeah. good! I love that one so much because it is just so much fun. So campy. So cheesy so oh, yeah. it's a horror not horror movie it's a comedy but it has those horrific elements to it's it it's a medieval horror movie it is medieval yeah i actually got the movie poster for that a friend of mine worked at the movie theater yeah he's like hey didn't you see this movie i was like yeah like 10 <laughs> times <here." laughs> aren't you the guy that saw this movie at the theater yep he's like you want the poster i was like yes i do very good so i love that any other thoughts on the movies that we didn't pick yeah, like I said, it was. Um, I thought it was even scarier, maybe, and probably because I was younger when I saw it. But between reading the book and then seeing the 1990 version movie, 
I thought that was terrifying as well. Really just... I'm probably just going to pick every Stephen King thing I possibly can throughout this whole. There thing. were a so lot of there's a lot of Stephen King in the 80s and 90s. Yeah. Um, Misery was in there, like I said. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Pet Cemetery. You got a lot of the crappy ones like Pet Cemetery. <laughs> what? Yeah. Crappy ones like Pet Cemetery. Cujo, Christine. Pet Cujo was the really f- a great. psychological right. mind freak to me. Creep like, show. Creep shows a lot of fun. Creep shows on my short list. Yeah, 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 that was on mine too. So here is what you're choosing from. We're asking for your favorite horror flicks from the '80s and '90s. You can choose between The Shining, The Fog, Army of Darkness, and The Thing. I'll let you know anything that started with a V lost last week. So I'm taking (laughs) the one that doesn't start with a V this week, (laughs) in the hopes that it'll win it. Well, let us know your choice on Facebook and Twitter. Just search for Backlot Pod. We have pinned the poll right to the top of the page. It's live right now. Go in and vote and share with all your friends and your horror friends and your film friends and have them choose as well. The winner will be announced on next week's show. Give us your thoughts on anything we talked about, anything we didn't talk about but should have. What are you going to see this week? What would you think of it? Did you see Gemini Man? Let us know. And don't forget again to give us your choice in the poll. If we left something out, if we talked about something but didn't pick it, let us know. Take us to to task on it. If we use your comments, we'll give you a shout-out in an upcoming episode like we did with Tom and the Movie Seller this week. Again, you can find us on social media by searching for Backlot Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Call and leave us your thoughts on the hotline at 417-986-7842. We'd love to include your recorded comments in next week's show. Be sure to follow the Alamo Draft House online on social media. Just search for at Alamo Spring Mo. Every time we do this, I try to mess David up for the backlot pod and uh, look over at him real quick. So it'll be like, oh, uh, what I do? And Jumpy, every week he doesn't it. say it. Yeah, but I'm not going to stop trying. I'm professional on yeah, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Download the Alamo Draft House app. Just search for Alamo Draft House in your mobile devices app store, or visit the Alamo Draft House online at drafthouse.com slash Springfield. If you enjoy this show, guys, we do other stuff as well. Uh, tell us a little bit about the other one of the other projects you guys have going on with the hot sauces and whatnot <laughs> that I listened to this past week. Oh, did you? Uh, I did. It we, sounded like I couldn't decide if you guys were in the well and the microphones were at the top or if the yeah. microphone was in the bottom of the well and you guys were standing we, around yelling into it. Yeah, we're working <laughs> on that. Um, and Everybody that, goes through that. Yeah, everybody goes through that. So I'm like, do we want to release these yet? But they're, they're I think out so, there. Yeah. So, yeah, we have another uh, podcast called Interpretive Stance, and it's it's me and David and a couple of guys uh, that we know, Jake and Gage, and we're just talking about really whatever like comes to mind. We just pretty much blurt it out. Wouldn't you say that's fair? Yeah, and then we like to talk about something new. We bring something to the group that maybe other people haven't experienced, yeah. or something that we're enthusiastic about. Sometimes we do about. some homework and, and, and we try elaborate. some things out. You yeah. know, yeah, we're not afraid to elaborate, and yeah. uh, that's what. That's what makes us different, I think. So, so the format is you guys are <laughs> rotating who's kind of yeah. leading the charge that yep. week. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like each week we have a, you know, like we have a theme and then um, it rotates who leads it. Like what you just said exactly, actually. Thanks for paraphrasing. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. yep. Confirm. Yeah. Another way to say it is like yes. each one of us will take a turn. At one, you know, like one at a at time. At some point, yeah. And that's mm. and then even another way yeah, of saying it is that a turn is taken by each one of us each week. But not like all of us at once. <laughs> no, of individually so. no. as a group. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then the other three say that are not leading it, they follow. <laughs> yeah. The leadership <laughs> of the one who wrote And they that just kind of go along with it. In but a they have to, you know, like stick to the topic. 
Yes. What, right. At hand. Yes. Although we get off the topic sometimes. Yes. So it's anything and everything. <laughs> I can't believe that. And what yeah. you just heard is about what it sounds like. On yes. the- anything and everything ever, including, <laughs> but not limited to, everything else. I'm glad you said, but not limited to. Yes, mm. of course. Yes. And don't forget to check out the Pop Goes the Culture podcast. Season 2 is underway. If I didn't mention that, we record that here on Thursday nights at 7 o'clock. You can be a part of the show. You can just come and watch and hang out and have get something to eat or drink and mm-hmm. hang out in the room with us. Or we can pass the mic around. We had to pass the mic around last week. We had 10 guest hosts on the show That's last week. amazing. So it we had crazy. to Heck pass yeah. the mic around a little bit. But that was fun. I uh, thought it was going to be a little crazier than it was, but it actually <laughs> worked having that many opinions on oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, and because we aren't. You know, we don't hesitate when somebody's got something to say to rip the microphone out of the guy next to his hand and just kind of keep passing them around. Mm-hmm. We had like Who the Rat King of, from here. Uh, Cooper was here. Cooper, from the yes. Alma. Oh, that's great! Yeah, he we ended up Cooper. being my partner for the for something that's coming up down the road. Yeah. Yep. For Halloween. And we'll talk about he that later. Is great. He is yeah. a show all his own. <laughs> he was fantastic. Definitely agree with that. <laughs> so you never know who's going to be on the show, and you can be a part of it as well. Join us out here on Thursday nights. The recording starts at 7 o'clock. So get here a little early so you can get your order in. We'll just be back here in the media room off the back lot. You can search for the Pop Goes the Culture podcast on social media at PGTC podcast on social media or at popgoestheculture.com. David's like, at PGTC. <laughs> <laughs> at Alamo. Wait, that's not I right. I at. I want to say something. <laughs> the at is like the Q. He's like a Pavlov's dog. Or at popgoestheculture.com. Is that just called an at symbol or is it? It's an at. Okay, cool. Very good. Yeah. Anybody have anything else before we get out of here for the day? Yes. Yes, go for it. I saw I saw the remake of Child's Play over the weekend. Oh, oh you did, did you? Yeah. Did you and you know, I just never got around to it when it was in theaters and I finally saw yeah. it. It's pretty fun. I mean Good. it was a different take on the whole concept of Chucky. Right. And uh the way that they did it. This is like cre- the programmed evil version. It's like right? uh, if they're, if Apple created a, a monster a doll <laughs> right. that could connect to everything that's an Apple product. So it enables Chucky to be even more evil in right. some ways. Chucky and, controls your blender and your and microwave. He's, and he's soulless in this one in that he's artificial intelligence. Right. Uh, the soul of a serial killer is not in inhabited this doll and does not need to be put into We're a child's saving, body. Saving that for the sequel. Yeah. Uh-huh. But with that little twist and how they develop, like, Chucky being evil, like, why this doll goes crazy, because there are all these, like, safe, safe fixes and stuff right. they put in the dolls. Uh, yeah, they do it very innovatively. It's not the greatest thing in the world, but it's worth a watch. Check <laughs> it out. It's kind of fun. It's, it's the time of year to watch it. kills in there. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, animal Which is hard warning. to do anymore because you've seen them all, you feel yeah. like. So, yeah. If you love cats, though, this is a warning. You might not like a certain particular scene. Chucky controls the Roomba and chases down the cat. Yeah. <laughs> it just puts a blender inside the Roomba and it's horrible. Yeah. That really what happened? No. Okay. <laughs> That'd be like, you guessed half of it. I'm, ca- I'm kind of sad that you uh, were Which able to half? rattle that off so yeah. well and it didn't really happen. We will get you checked out later. <laughs> For the Pop Goes the Culture podcast and the Backlot by Alamo Drafthouse, I have been Joey Mills. Alamo Jen. At David Mann. <laughs> <laughs> K-Dub. Come see a movie this week at the Alamo Drafthouse. Let us know what you thought about it. We'll put it in next week's show. We'll talk to you later. See ya. See ya. See ya. Hashtag peace. This show has been brought to you by the Pop Goes the Culture podcast network. Find links to all of our podcasts and more at popgoestheculture.com.